When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast is proudly sponsored by the Terrace, the home retro and fan culture sports merchandise. Check out their range of forest merch by visiting theterrorstore.com or visit them on social media. The 1865 Match Report. Welcome to the 1865 Match Report as Forest finally returned to action at Deepdale where it finished Preston nil, Forest nil. And after the disappointment of the postponed game at Bournemouth on the weekend, Forrest back on the road again, this time up north to Preston for a game which on the night wasn't one of Forrest's best performances, but they did eventually do enough to come away with a point. Preston were probably the better side and they will look at it as a game that they perhaps should have won. But the key thing for Forrest was that they took a point on the road and a clean sheet as well, which we'll go into more detail on. The big moment for Forrest, right at the end, Jed Spence flashing a ball across goal after working into space down the right-hand side. Nobody in the box, six-yard box to get on the end of it, and the chance to win the game was gone. Forrest did have another opportunity in the first half, with James Garner shooting straight at the keeper after nice work between him and Keenan Davis down the left-hand side. But it was Preston who who had the the big chances being missed by Cameron Archer. First of all, forcing a good save from Ethan Horvath early in the second half. And then just a minute later, played through one-on-one. It looked simple to score, but Archer placed the ball wide and that one proved to be a big let-off for Forrest. In the end then, nil-nil it finished and a point for either team. And I am joined by Tom Newton to look back on the game. Tom, we'll start with the team news then. So Steve Cooper made two changes, of course, from the Stoke City game and not the Bournemouth game, which didn't go ahead. Forrest returning to action tonight for the first time in 10 days. 
So Ethan Horvath back in the team due to Bryce Samba's three-game suspension. So Horvath in goal and Ryan Yates returning to the starting 11 in place of Philip Zinkenagel, who dropped to the bench. So in the end, Forrest lining up with a 3-4-1-1 formation with Garner playing in that number 10 role again behind Keenan Davis. Uh, did you feel that this was a, a good setup to begin with? And, and how did you see the game play out with Forrest in that formation? Um, I wasn't too surprised with the formation. I know um, even Horvath coming in was in force and Ryan Yates was always going to play in a game like this against Preston because obviously you need a bit of that battling uh, mentality in the midfield. So, yeah, I wasn't too surprised with the um, with the team uh, lineup what Steve Cooper picked uh, tonight. But, um, yeah, it was just one of those games where, apart from the first, what, 10, 15 minutes where Forrest were the better side, um, yeah, just one of those games where you just swiftly move on from because nothing really um, happened for Forrest tonight. Forrest actually started the game the brighter side, certainly for the first 10 minutes or so, they were on top. The The key moment in that first half from the Forest point of view was a penalty shout where Keenan Davis appeared to be brought down in the box by Sepp Vandenberg, but the referee didn't give it to the bemusement of Davis. And did you see that one as a penalty, Tom? Should Forrest have had a spot kick? Yeah, because he's got no reason to um, go down in the box once he's gone past his man. And it's not the first time this season we've had a lot of instances where um, I think there was a game down at QPR where Johnson had a stonewall penalty and there's been a few others in the game and sorry, in the season. And you think that over the season they will equal themselves out and they haven't really because we're still getting like really iffy refereeing decisions. Um, we had one tonight with the penalty a couple of decisions against Stoke. I'm not saying the um, Bruce Sambers sending off was uh, an iffy one because that was a Stonewall um, red card. But yeah, just referees in the EFL, I think they um, they don't have the levels of scrutiny like you do in the Premier League. And I think you know, a lot gets missed by uh, referees in this league. And tonight, I thought it was a penalty on Davis. And if the referee doesn't think it's a penalty... Why isn't he booking him for diving and then booking the players who are basically like like to Jack Colback and I think one or two others who were in his face asking why that's not a penalty? So, yeah, I thought it was a, um, a strange decision. And it's one of those where you're not surprised with the levels of officiating in the EFL this season. And it was Steve Cooper who made the valid point in his post-match interview of why would Keenan Davis go down in that situation when he's fought his way into the penalty area and he's ahead of his man. And I think it's a, it is a valid point. And looking back at the replay, it does appear that Davis's leg is taken and that's why he falls. Certainly Cooper felt that it should have been a penalty. Uh, he also did mention that, in his opinion, Forrest have had too many of those decisions go against them this season. Now, whether that was a bit of a dig at the standard of officiating in the Stoke game, but there are also, you think there are also decisions earlier in the season, such as Brennan Johnson against Sheffield United being hauled down in front of the Trent end and nothing given. There's been a few now where 
you can legitimately say that Forrest perhaps should have had a decision go in their favour. But I think it is a it's it's well publicised now the the level of officiating we've seen it on a regular basis. The officiating can be so inconsistent, and I would say that that decision knocked Forest off their stride. Up until that point, they were on top, and then they didn't get the penalty. Obviously, the players were frustrated, but it seemed to be at that point that Preston came back into the game. Would you agree with that, Tom? Yeah, I would. And by each minute, what was going um, passing and um, and Forest passing weren't great. It's like Forest like just bit by bit losing belief, and that showed tonight. Some of the passing was off. Uh, some of the decisions players were making was off, and ultimately that made a match where, from Forest's perspective, it wasn't great viewing. And it's just one of those where we, the positive is keepers made a, um, had a clean sheet. We haven't lost the game, and we'll just move on from it swiftly and um, get ready for um, Saturday's game against uh, Bristol. But yeah, nobody had a, a good game tonight. And it was, with those two um, chances from Cameron Archer, it could have been a completely different result. And thankfully, those two chances haven't gone in. Forest have somehow got out of um, deep there with a point. And on, if you look at over the 90 minutes, Forest can be uh, quite fortunate to come away with um, with a point, really. You mentioned the goalkeeper there, Ethan Horvath. He was recalled to the team with Bryce Samba's three-game suspension. His first match since the Middlesbrough game under Chris Uton when he made the mistake playing the ball to Anel Hernandez to gift Middlesbrough a goal. But he was back in the team tonight and I thought was pretty solid on during the game and made a good save from, from Cameron Archer to keep the score at nil nil. And I think he'll be happy with his performance and how the game panned out for him. Yeah, I think he grew into the game. I think his distribution isn't as good as Brees's and that might be something what he needs to work at. But for what you want him to do from a goalkeeping point of view is um, pretty decent. I mean, he made that save from um, Archer. He's come for a couple of crosses. He's punched a few away. His handling was pretty decent, to be honest. He didn't flap at things. They had a couple of shots and instead of palming them away, well, I know he palmed one away, which was the arch chance, but um, the other chances, what they um, had from long distance, he, um, he didn't um, flap at them and he's kept them in his grasp. And yeah, it's a steady performance from him tonight. But the thing is with, with him, he, he's not a rookie. He's not like a kid who's just come into this level. He's, he's played international football and he's played at a decent level in Belgium uh, for, um, I think it's Club Bruges. So, yeah, he's not a novice by any stretch, but, um, but yeah, I think he'd be happy to get this game out of the way with clean sheet and, um, yeah, move on to the uh, game against um, Bristol at the weekend. And it was good for him to make that save in front of the Forest fans just to just to build that bit of confidence back in his performances. But as you say, with his experience, it doesn't strike me as a character who would be phased by a mistake that happened previously and particularly when it was under a different manager and obviously several games ago, several yeah. months ago, even. 
And another thing is that that game, everything was flat. We we all knew the the game was up for Houghton. We went into that Middlesbrough game, was playing crap football. Results were crap. Manager wasn't performing. So it was kind of like, um, it was just one of those games where nothing went right for Forrest. And it's just a matter of that Chris Houghton got the sack a couple of days later and we haven't looked back since. We'll come on to... Preston's performance I thought to their credit that they set up well against Forest they seemed to identify where they could stifle us and where they could prevent Forest playing the football that they want to play pressing higher up the pitch against us closing down the space and making it difficult for Forest to play out and I think it was a combination of things Preston played a very good game plan executed it well but Forrest on the night were sluggish and, and struggled for inspiration in a way of trying to combat the way that Preston set up. And looking at the two teams, you would have thought it was Preston that had had a 10-day rest rather than Forrest, the way that it played out. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it in like you know, with Premier League teams when teams have had like a 10-day rest or something. It does not their momentum. And I don't know if that was the case for Forrest tonight, but apart from that first 10 minutes Forrest never got going after that and with we've already mentioned that the passing was sluggish tonight and even though Preston nullified our right hand side with Spence and Johnson uh, the passing weren't good enough to like create an opening in another area of the pitch like in the middle of the pitch where Yates, Colback or Garner was or on the other side um, where Max Lowe was so um, yeah it's just um yeah, it was just one of those games tonight, wasn't it, where the passing was not great. We couldn't create any openings and they nullified certain areas of the pitch and uh, stopped us from basically playing, really. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And on the night, they had created a, a good amount of chances. We've already spoken about the the efforts that Cameron Archer missed or in Horvath's case, the save that he made from Archer's shot. But there were a few other instances where Preston got into dangerous positions without being able to get a shot away on goal or, or really test the goalkeeper. There was, there was one in the second half where neat play down the right-hand side, balls played across right into a dangerous area in front of goal and Joe Worrell's there to make a big clearance. And then not long after that, Archer comes in with a shot that takes a deflection and for a second looks like it's looping into the net over Horvath's head, but thankfully just drops the the right side of the post from Forrest's point of view and and the score stays at nil-nil. But at that point, it did feel as if there was only one team that was going to win the game because Forrest were real backs to the wall at this point. Yeah, I, I thought that the first back line was um, being pushed back quite deep and then the midfielder was pushing back quite deep and I don't know whether it was the um, 
when Samba's in, he does play quite high, and that probably gives Forest the opportunity to then push um, the back line further up the field. So whether Horvath hasn't got that confidence yet, and that's why they um, retreated a bit deeper than the midfield retreated deeper but I still thought that Preston was like picking up the ball in certain areas of the final third which and they were getting in uh, behind and I thought whether Fives weren't picking up runners or whatever but um, I thought it might be a case that they might get another chance as the game went on and um, thankfully um, they didn't and uh, we got away with uh, a nil-nil on the point and Forrest Tonight, whenever they won the ball, they were very quickly giving it away again. It was either bouncing off somebody's thigh, somebody's ankle and and not falling into our control or simply giving a pass away. Or Preston were just that little bit sharper, that little bit quicker to the ball and to to 50-50 challenges. And as a result, Forrest didn't really get much time on the ball or real up until the final few minutes where they could take control of it and, and and look to build attacks themselves. Is that a concern for you with, with the games to come in the next week? Or would you just put that down to a bit of a bad night at the office kind of kind of game? I'll put it um, down to like a bad night, basically, for, for everybody. Well, nothing clicked on the night and passing wasn't great. But uh, if the same happens on Saturday against Bristol, who... Oh, it, as the table states that there seem to be a bit more of a lesser side than Preston and the same thing happens and yeah I would be a bit concerned but um, no I think with the um, Forest not playing for the last 10 days and I think that's had an effect on tonight because like says the yeah Forest just didn't get going tonight it's just one of those where there's too many below average performances and like I said we're fortunate to come away with a, a nil-nil so we move on to Saturday but like I says if it say performance on Saturday where we probably lack that bit of intensity and ideas and I think people might get a bit worried in the remaining um, 13 or so games to the end of the season. Keenan Davis up front on his own I thought put in another good shift showed some moments of moments of quality good movement and and good battling against that Preston defence. We've we've spoken about the penalty, but again, I think he showed his his range of skills, what he offers in that that lone striker position. He was replaced on eighty minutes for Sam Surridge, and he again came on and uh, and looked lively. Perhaps not as lively as in some previous matches, but still came on eager to make an impact and 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 get involved in the game. The Big chance, though, came just as the clock was ticking round to 90 minutes. And around this period of the game, Forrest actually did get on top. And it was almost a shame that there were only a couple of minutes left because suddenly Forrest looked like the team that might go on and, and, and win the game, playing higher up the pitch, moving the ball around a lot better. And it was Jed Spence down the right-hand side. He'd had a, a quiet game up until this point. Solid, but not stand out how we've come to expect from him. But he gets away from a defender, charges down the right-hand side to the byline, puts in a superb ball right into the six-yard box where it's almost impossible to defend. But no Forest player is gambling to get on the end of that. And 
the ball rolls away and the chance goes begging. Now, looking back at the opportunity, does that show how much we miss Lewis Graben and his poaching instincts? On that evidence of tonight then and that chance alone, then, yeah, um, Lewis Graben would have tapped that away and we are coming away. Well, it will probably look like we've stole three points from Preston tonight. But, um, yeah, that's what Graben's um, been good at and that's what he's um, done all over his, well, all through his career. But having said that, um, I don't think since, because of how well Davis has come since he's um, coming on loan from Villa, I don't since that Cardiff game. I don't think we've actually missed Lewis Grabbin, to be honest. Um, and, I, and the only time Lewis Grabbin's name has been brought up was tonight when that chance goes begging. Um, so um, yeah, it, it is unfortunate that Grabbin's injured at the moment. And nine times out of ten, he would have put that away. But um, like I says, there's there's still capable players in there. Um, I mean, Warrell, I think was in there. So, Sam um, Sorridge was in there, then he must be like desperate for a goal because obviously he's had what, what three or four games, probably more, and he hasn't got on the score sheet yet. So he just wanted someone just to chuck anything at the um, the ball and hit the ball passed them by, and that was that for Forest tonight. Yeah, you saw Johnson calling for the ball, but he was stood a bit further back in the box. Surridge was coming in, but he wasn't advanced enough to get on the end of the chance and unfortunately that was the opportunity to win the game that, that was ultimately missed. But if we come on to some of the positives from tonight, I would argue that that was a very decent point in the circumstances, given how Forrest never really got going, given that Preston did make it a very tough game, a game where we had to defend and a game where we, we had to stay in it at times. To come away with a point from that, away from home, of course, I don't think he's all is all that bad on reflection. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Preston's not the easiest place to go to at the best of times, and um, and how tonight has turned out, yeah, is a decent point. And and it's just one of those games where you just like forget about it pretty quickly and move on to Saturday's game at home. So uh, yeah. Yeah, if you can't, it's that cliche, isn't it? If you can't win the game, don't lose it. And Forrest did that tonight. And some might say we were fortunate, this, that, and the other. But Forrest, like I says, uh, dug in and got a nil-nil out of it at the end of the day. So uh, yeah, it is a positive. Uh, if you look back on the game, then you would say that um, Preston would deserve to win it with those chances what they had. But it wasn't to be. And uh, yeah, we uh, we turn on. Uh, Saturday and uh, hopefully get three points. And looking at the table, so a couple of results tonight combined with Forrest's Middlesbrough winning means that they occupy the final playoff spot with 52 points. Forrest are behind them, having played the same amount of games, 32. Forrest are four points behind that final playoff spot. So, yes, you can argue that they've lost ground on the on the playoff spots and Obviously, the events of Friday at Bournemouth haven't helped either with that game not being played. But there's still plenty to to feel positive about with with 14 games left to go. Forrester are well in there and you would hope 
a game against Bristol City, who have been very inconsistent this season, offers Forest the, the perfect opportunity to 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 pick up three points in front of their their own fans, wouldn't you? Yeah, and um, you never know. The teams who are actually in the playoffs now might go on a bit of a run, run where they don't win any games for like four or five games. And if you look at how West Brom were, they were like pre-season favourites. I know they've changed manager, etc. And I don't think they've been very happy at the Hawthorns this season watching the football there. But um, but yeah, they've gone down. I think they're 11th now. So yeah, if you get a team, hopefully before um, with these games coming up, go on a bit of a run. And if somebody don't win their games, then obviously Forest can like get into the playoff places. So there's still a lot to play for. But Forest just need to carry on what they what they're doing in terms of like playing to the strengths and uh, I think they will win more games than they lose this season if they um, carry on with that mentality Exactly and hopefully Forest can get back to winning ways when Bristol City visit the city ground on Saturday and we will be back with you listener with our match reports from the Bristol City game so do keep an eye out for that Thank you for listening and until next time, goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.